Hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Next up we have Marie Butler from Longitude 6. And we welcome Marie to the show for a discussion on people risk in the workplace and what you can do to help keep people safe from an ergonomic perspective in the workplace. Uh, we're really excited to, to welcome Longitude uh, 6 and Marie Butler um, to do this interview today to discuss a number of different challenges uh, that we've seen in injury prevention to the workplace. Uh, but of course, some of the major pitfalls, some of the major incidents and some of the workplace injuries associated, associated some of the costs, repercussions that can happen as a result. And of course, more importantly, uh, bringing to the table Longitude 6, which I understand is a brand new business um, that are looking to hopefully reduce incidents and, and save and better people's lives uh, within an industry that desperately needs it with the rate of incidents uh, rising in this space. I know for a fact uh, a, a business opportunity uh, and a, a solution like Longitude 6 will be welcomed to a lot of our listeners and a lot of our, our readers as well. So it's an absolute pleasure to welcome Longitude 6 and Marie Bell- who's the head of UK for the business. Um, Just to introduce Longitude 6 so our our listeners understand who you are and what you do, they bring the world's best injury prevention to the workplace. Longitude 6 have helped organisations just like many of our customers and listeners today increase productivity and employee performance by reducing workplace injuries and associated costs through a blend of best breed technology and services with future focused thought systems and help design safer working environments for their employees. So that's just a brief, but today we're going to interview Marie Butler, the head of UK uh, on the business process and the solution itself. Some of the challenges, as I mentioned, and hopefully we can find solutions to your biggest projects and challenges right now. So I guess Marie, just welcome. It's lovely to see you and thank you for doing the interview today. How are you? Hi, Paul. Yeah, I'm great. Thank you. It's it's good to be on. Thanks for having us. And thanks for that wonderful introduction. Seem to know the company very well. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited. It's it's always brilliant at HSE Network. The purpose of what we're doing is trying to create a lot of noise around technology and solutions uh, that can help our our listeners and the health and safety leaders in our network uh, roll out their key projects more effectively. There is a craving need for a solution like this. And I guess I'll come to the first question, if I may. What, What do you think are the biggest challenges the industry faces when it comes to people risk management it's a good it's a good question i mean people risk is a big topic it's quite an all-encompassing um topic really so in my world which is health and well-being and technical solutions or technology to drive improvements for work health and well-being i see people risk as organizations understanding the people that they're bringing in so understanding what factors influence their physical, their mental capabilities, their behaviours, their attitudes, their nutritional needs, their sleep habits. So it's really about getting under the, you know, getting into the, the bones of what drives your employee, because we know that employees are your biggest asset, but they're, they're also, they can also be your, your biggest risk. And the challenges, as far as I see them, are twofold. So in the health and safety world, or the health, certainly the health and well-being world, approach to people risk is very reactive. Mm. And it's also very siloed. 
So if you if you imagine a, a corporate organisation that's bringing in material, so if you imagine Network Rail, for example, and all of the, the fleets that they bring in, they will spend millions on tendering that equipment because it's a big investment. So they know everything about that equipment. But bringing people into an organisation is often a very different process. It's very subjective and it's only a problem when it's a problem, when it manifests as an injury or a sickness absence or time off work. So there's very little understanding about that the person before they've developed that injury. And once that happens, the, the process or how they looked after or how they brought back to work is very siloed. Um, so I see these two, the, the, the issue is twofold. So it's a very reactive process and it needs to be much more proactive and preventative and it's very siloed. So if I'm, if you employ me and, and I, I end up going off sick with a, a back injury or a shoulder injury or anxiety, there'll be lots of different people that I will talk to in that process. It will be HR, it might be an external provider, it might be my line manager, and people each hold different bits of information about me. Mm. And it's very difficult to put that in one pot. Lots of the companies and groups that we talk to find it really difficult to connect the dots of you know someone's history what actually is the injury how were they injured did they do it at home did they do it at work how long have they been off work is it safe for them to return to work so it's a big it's a big area really it's a it's a big area of um of challenge especially yeah. post-covid Oh, absolutely. There's real challenges, certainly from speaking with health and safety leaders in how they better communicate interdepartmentally, you know, bringing in HR, senior leaders from all departments to be able to better understand and improve ways of communicate, communication across departments. And it sounds like this business model uh, and this particular ecosystem can really benefit that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's so many advantages. I mean, just operationally, there's there's so much double handling and wasted um, time, really, which ultimately for the person that's going through this is is very time consuming. They can feel very detached and not heard by the organisation and from the organisation itself. It's a lot of money and a lot of time wasted. So what we try to do at Longitude is really work with an organization to understand their processes to understand how joined up they are because often they'll invest in lots of external providers for certain things but hr or operations or line managers will look at other areas so we really try to look at an employee's journey from when you bring them in at induction at interview right through to their retirement and everything that falls in between and making sure that that everything that they do is measured objectively and that it's all joined up so that it's it's a much more dynamic much more cohesive process does that make sense yeah i mean it sounds great from a process perspective for the business leaders to manage but it also shows that you you know providing that sort of um care to, to the employee as well, which do you know what? We, we underestimate that importance sometimes. You know, we get so caught up in our business processes that we forget about the individuals and, and, and going that extra mile to make sure that they're looked after. And I think that's just amazing. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's great. I mean, what following that, I guess, is trying to identify the challenges then from an industrial ergonomic perspective. I mean, what do you think of the are the biggest challenges that, that, that we face in industrial ergonomics? 
So uh, when we talk about ergonomics, it's, it's, it's understanding someone's efficiency and um, process while they're doing a job. So well, their they're, they're safe ability to do the job. And when we look at somebody in an office-based environment, it's very easy to match the environment to the individual. So if, mm. I'm, if you're employing me to work in your office and I've got um, a, a chronic low back pain, you can buy me a sit-stand desk. You can have an ergonomist or a physio come in and do a desk assessment and get me a fancy ergonomically designed chair. It's very easy to do that. But in an industrial setting uh, on a factory floor or, or you know, somewhere like that, often the environment is already bespoke. So the equipment has been designed for the product that it's producing. It's not been designed for me. It's not been designed for my height and my physical capabilities. But the challenge is in that space, often what a business has to do is bring in external um, manual handling aids or tools to make that job a bit safer for the individual and make the job more, make them able to be able to perform it in a more efficient way. But the challenge with that is often there, it's not one size fits all. So I might not be the only person working on that belt and I'm five foot six, but John next to me is six foot four. So the step that I've been given is going to be useless to him. And it's going to be useless to the five foot one lady next to me. So the challenge that, that I've seen, and I've been working in this space for sort of six years now, is that businesses often take a bottom up approach. So they will look at quick fixes. They will look at what manual handling aids can I bring in? How can I make sure that Paul or Marie are not lifting um, or are li- are bending their knees or not lifting that 15 kilogram box too often? Whereas actually what they should be doing, we know but from a risk perspective that you have to look at hierarchy of control and the hierarchy of control has to start with, can we eliminate this risk entirely? That's going to have the biggest impact. So rather than me saying, Paul, um, I want you to lift that box better. I should be asking, does Paul need to lift that box at all? So companies, and this is happening, lots of, lots of companies are starting to do this. They're looking much more holistically. So they'll look at the shop floor and they will measure. So we work with companies to measure the, the tasks and the jobs involved for, for all their employees. And we'll look at what the pinch points are. So what part of the, that process is causing a risk physically, mentally? And then we'll ask the organization, do any of these processes still need to be here? Because often they've been in place for 10, 20, 30 years. It's historical. And often you can identify parts of a job that actually are no longer fit for purpose. And they can redesign the environment for the individuals that are in it to eliminate risk. And what we're also seeing is when you when you measure an environment in this way and you're getting objective information about what works and what doesn't work, it also gives you the tools to design out risk when you're developing the next iteration of that, that technology that, that you use in your factory. So the next evolution will be designed for the individual that's operating it rather than just the product that's coming out the other end. Does that make does that make sense? So 100%. Yeah. In ergonomics, it's much more about uh, the equipment is designed for the product rather than the safety of the person that's operating it. And it's really about changing 
the the conversation for organizations they're getting them to, to look at things much more objectively so that mm. they can eliminate risk rather than just lowering it here and there yeah well well done because you know it's identified a very simple solution um to what is a, a an epidemic problem actually in the uk there has been a major increase in in incidents in this space and i think it's wonderful that there is an organization like longitude six that have identified a way in which we can uh, come across and manage this process safer. Um, so congratulations to that. I guess that moves me into the the main question really that I know a lot of the listeners will want to know is how are Longitude 6 aiming to help companies with managing people risk in, in, in well, now and into, into the future? Uh, yeah, thank you, Paul. I think for us, we're, we're a team of people that have, we either have a clinical background, a technical background, or a background where we, we look at uh, the, the people that are in an organization. And our biggest ambition really is to make everything much more cohesive because there are, we're not experts in every intervention. We work with partners who are experts in mental health or who have technology that look at functional capacity or technology that look at behaviors. And what we try to do is work with organizations to look at what, what is your system? What happens when you employ someone right through to that person potentially becoming injured and you getting them back to work? Where, where are the pinch points there? What's working? What's not working? How can we bring in technology and services to make that much more cohesive so that the people that you're employing feel heard and feel safe? and that you as an organization are operating much more um, efficiently because there are so many providers out there that offer a much more holistic approach to injury prevention, proactive injury prevention and rehabilitation, but they may only come in at one point. They may only get to see an individual when they hurt themselves. Mm -hmm. And actually it's about making sure that we're all talking right from very early on. So for example, you're employing me on your factory floor again, and I've come in and I've worked on a factory floor before. I've got a bit of a dodgy shoulder because I've been picking and packing for years. Help a friend perhaps cart some cement uh, to the back of the garden in a wheelbarrow at the weekend. It's niggled my shoulder. But I don't, I don't say that to the person interviewing me. I don't say I've got a history of a shoulder injury. I don't say if I've perhaps lost a close friend a couple of months ago and I'm not feeling quite myself, those things manifest down the line when I go on to take time off work. But if you're measuring these things objectively with technology of which there is so much out there, you're pre-armed you're forewarned that Marie, you're bringing Marie in. She's got, um, she's got um, a limitation in her right shoulder. You can send me to the physio. You can send me to occupational health. You can measure the job that I'm doing and make the environment safer for me to work in. It's all about bring, being pre-armed and, and pre-warned mm -hmm. and, and just having more uh, data-driven decisions to ensuring that people don't get injured. And if they do get injured, you're bringing them back to work in a much more evidence-based efficient way yeah 
Brilliant. I mean, people need this. And uh, again, we speak to, you know, up to 15, 20 health and safety directors and VPs on a daily basis. And their biggest challenge is, you know, the fact that they uh, there is a lot of technology. There's a lot of solutions on the market. How do we make how do they make sense of it? You know, these guys aren't tech experts. You know, I was speaking to a gentleman the other day who was just like, you know, the copious amount of data that's created. Um, he's not. A, a data expert you know he really doesn't know how to turn that information into actionable insights so there's a huge opportunity and a gap in the market for a business like longitude six to come in support and direct these guys to be more efficient more effective and reduce risk ac across their across their business so and of course in turn look after other people so it's it's a wonderful uh, solution and a, a, a brilliant product offering that I'm sure um, a lot of our listeners will want to to engage more with i guess then just to finalize then this has been a brilliant conversation marie and i i'm over the moon and i think we'll uh, we'll we'll finish off there what if people want to get into contact with yourself if they'd like to learn about more information about what Longitude 6 can do to help their organization right now, uh, and certainly if this is ringing any bells with any of our listeners, what, what's the best way to reach out to yourself, Marie, and, and get in contact with the business? So if you want to contact me directly, it's mariebb at longitude6.com. But if you go to our link, we have a LinkedIn profile, Longitude 6. And if you just type Longitude 6 into Google, you'll get our website come up and you'll have some case studies and some examples there. But we, we work globally. So the UK, the US, Australia um, and any one of those routes is, is a good option. Connect with any one of the team. Brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. Well, it's lovely to see you again. I know we've been connected for a long time since we started our businesses. Um, it's great to see you doing so well. And I, I'm more impressed that uh, this is a fantastic organization and a great solution. So I'm really hoping uh, we can help uh, each other in gaining uh, the business some traction and, and, and keep people safe. So thank you very much for coming on board and, and, and doing the interview with us today. And uh, yeah, we'll see you again soon. Thanks very much, Paul. It's a pleasure. Thanks, Marie. Brilliant. Thank you for your time, Marie. What a fantastic and interesting discussion that was. And if you want to take a deeper dive into the subject, you can head over to HSE Network, where we have an article provided by Marie and Longitude 6 on people risk and industrial ergonomics in the workplace. Thank you very much, and we will see you in the next episode of the podcast.